This is what has been promised to everyone who is awab, for everyone who is off in turning in repentance unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who turn repeatedly unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a key component and ingredient for success is that we have to be of those who are off turning in repentance unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that comes from an individual realizing, recognizing, acknowledging himself, acknowledging who he is or who she is, acknowledging their own shortcomings and their own sins and transgressions and those who are busy with turning to Allah in repentance, asking for forgiveness for the evil in which they have done. Not those who are habitually concerned in looking at the faults of others, but those who are habitually concerned in looking at the thoughts of themselves. Those who thus are trying to cleanse and clean themselves from the sins, from the transgressions. These are those who are off turning to Allah in repentance. It is incumbent and it is a must that we continue and that we strive and that we are very vigorous in asking Allah to forgive us. 
and turning unto him in repentance and making tawbah unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because listen, the Jannah is for those who fear Allah. The Jannah has been promised to those who are all repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are hafil, those who they preserve, they safeguard, they protect. Those who protect and they safeguard. So they are those who are preserving of their obligations, they are preserving of their duties, they are preserving of their commitments, they are preserving of their promises, so on and so forth. These are from the characteristics of those who are entering into the Jannah. Those who they fear Ar-Rahman, they fear the most merciful. And I want you to contemplate upon this. Because Naam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are Rahman, He is the most merciful. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are Shadeedul Iqab, He is the one who is severe in punishment. He is the one who is mighty. Allahu Akbar. So we have to remember the power and the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to remember that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised for those who are transgressing, for those who are disbelieving, for those who are habitual sinners, for those who don't repent, for those who do not fear Him, for those who do not establish the rights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised them a painful chastisement. So the believer, those who have aqal, those who have true sense, they fear Allah. They fear Allah. They fear Allah. And I want you to listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here. They fear Allah in private. They have fear of Ar-Rahman in private. Not just when they're out in the public or when they're under the, the, the eyes of the, of the creation, under the eyes of the people, but they have fear of Allah in private when they're by themselves. Because they realize that in actuality, in reality, they are never by themselves. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever watching over them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sees you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He hears you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows the innermost thoughts and secrets of yourselves and that which is even more secret than that, there is nothing that is hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believer, when he strives, he strives for the sake of Allah. The believer, when he does, he does peace and bilillah for Allah. The believer, he establishes what is right, seeking the pleasure of Allah. The believer stays away from that which is prohibited out of fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't fear what the people may say because in reality, what could the people really do? Nothing. So they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They fear Allah azza wa jal when they're alone and by themselves. Those who come with a heart that is repentant. Those who come with a heart that is repentant. A heart that is repentant. A heart that is filled with nedim. A heart that is filled with regret. Filled with remorse over the sins, over the transgressions, over coming up short as relates to the fulfillment of the obligations, a heart that then thus therefore is repentant, of repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the state of their hearts. What is the health of our hearts? This is the question that we have to ask. What is the health of our hearts? Do we have hearts that feel remorse and regret for the sins in which we have done or do we have hearts that relish in the haram and temporary pleasure from previous sins? Do we have hearts that think about previous sins and it makes us happy? It gives us anticipation to repeat that crime and transgression? 
Or do we have hearts that think about previous sins and it breaks the hearts, brings tears to the eyes? These are questions that we have to ask ourselves and we have to seek for the answers honestly and truthfully. For those who have these characteristics, it will be said unto them, Enter into it with peace. Enter into the Jannah with peace. Who's from amongst us except that that's what you want to hear? Enter into the Jannah with peace. Because that's the day that that's forever. Enter into the Jannah in peace eternally. To be therein, to abide therein forever. That is a tremendous success. Inside of the Jannah, Allah Ta'ala tells us They will have inside of the Jannah whatever they want. Whatever they want in the Jannah they will be able to have from the good and the wholesome things. Whatever they want in the Jannah it is theirs for them. And then on top of that, because you enter into the Jannah, you can have inside the Jannah and enjoy from the Jannah whatever it is you want. Whatever it is you desire to enjoy inside of the Jannah. But on top of that, because that a person will say is enough. That is enough for us to get motivated. That is enough for us to seek and to strive. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that they will have in addition to that. They will have that which is over that. They will have that which is better than that. For them will be mazid. What is a mazid? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He informed inside of the sunnah that this mazid is that those occupants, those ibad inside of the jannah, they will be able to gaze upon their Lord, Jalla wa'ala, and this is the greatest, this is the greatest, this is the greatest bounty of Jannah, is that we're able to look upon our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, ya ibad, it is a must that we get into gear, it is a must that we kick it into gear, and that we seriously have some type of program to reconstruct ourselves for self-improvement so that we are adorned with these characteristics that the people of the Jannah they will be adorned with hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li jami'i al-muslimin fastaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah wa ba'id. Ya ibadullah. Qala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ildumanu li sittan min anfusikum. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, promise me six from yourselves. Promise me six things from yourselves. Six. Six things, promise me. Abu Manakum Jannah. And I will promise for you Jannah. Promise for me six things, and I'll promise for you Jannah. This is coming from who? This is coming from Nabiullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Billah Shaykh Billah What he is going to mention is of extreme importance, is of extreme value. It's tremendously valuable to the one who seeks for success 
for the one who they themselves want to be successful, for those who are looking to, okay, how do we improve ourselves? How do we reconstruct ourselves upon the best manner to be the best we can be, to live our best life? You hear that saying a lot right now, right? Live your best life. You live your best life by adorning yourself with the characteristics of the believers. That's how you live your best life. You live your best life by adorning yourselves with those characteristics, those traits, and those attributes that are pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how you live your best life. You live your best life by being obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how you live your best life. You live your best life by being upon the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's how you live your best life. You live your best life by modeling yourself after the sahaba, the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's how you live your best life. You live your best life by believing correctly. That's how you live your best life. Ya ibadullah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us these six characteristics that we ought to adorn ourselves with. And if we promise that we will adorn ourselves with these six characteristics, and in reality we adorn ourselves with these six characteristics, then he promised for us Jannah. The first of these characteristics, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Speak the truth when you speak. When you talk, speak the truth, be truthful. Don't lie. And fulfill your contracts when you make contracts. And fulfill the trust when you have been entrusted. And safeguard your private parts. And lower your gaze. Lower your gaze. And hold your hands back. Prevent your hands from hurting others. Prevent harm from reaching others. That we adorn ourselves with these characteristics, then for us will be the Jannah. As far as the first of those characteristics, and that is to be truthful when we speak, it is incumbent and it is a must that if we are going to open our mouths, that we think we reflect to make sure that what we are about to say is truthful. What we are about to say is truthful. And when you reflect on the rest of the hadith, you also understand that you have to make sure what you're about to say is beneficial. It's not going to cause harm. It's not going to cause injury. It's not going to cause hurt. Because that will enter into the, the sixth characteristic that the Prophet وسلم, he mentioned, that we keep our harm back. So you will see that these characteristics, they are interconnected. They do not come devoid of one another, but they are interconnected once they are all fulfilled in truth and in reality. The Prophet وسلم, he said, it is incumbent upon you to be truthful because verily truthfulness it will lead to righteousness. And righteousness it leads to the Jannah. And an individual, they will seek. They will continuously be truthful and they will seek to tell the truth. So they will be truthful and they will seek and try to be truthful. They will be truthful and they will put much effort in making sure they are truthful that if they were to do this, they will continue upon such until they are written with Allah as one who is truthful. One who is sincere, one who is truthful. 
It is incumbent that we are truthful when we speak and we make sure that our words do not hurt, they do not cause injury. It is truth, it is, it is incumbent that we are truthful, ya Allah. The next characteristic, and I want you to contemplate upon this, is that they are individuals who they fulfill the contracts when they make contracts. They fulfill the stipulations of the contracts when they make contracts. It is incumbent and it is a must that as believers, we are those who we fulfill our contracts. The terms of the contract, we fulfill them. Because this is from the characteristics of those who are the people of the gender. Is that when they make contracts, when they make agreements, they keep those agreements. They don't break them. They don't play around. They don't play around. They don't go into an agreement that an individual understands. Both parties are under the mutual understanding that this is an agreement for a long extended period of time. But they go into it with the intention that I'm going to break it after a little bit. This is not from the characteristics of the believers. This is not you playing around with the believers. You're playing around with the people. The Prophet that whoever deceives us, he's not from us. Whoever deceives us, he's not from us. It is incumbent, it is a must that when we make contracts, we fulfill those contracts. Also, the amana. And what will make you understand what is the amana? Subhanallah. The amana. Most times it is translated as trustworthiness, fulfilling the trust, a trust that has to be fulfilled. We know we live in a time that the amana is, is Allah Musta'an. Individuals who are trustworthy, they are few and far in between. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. A lot of people, when you look for people to build a community with, you need individuals who are trustworthy. Those who you can trust them in something. And you also need individuals who are reliable. Those who, they are reliable, they keep their word. You see how all this interconnected, you see this now, huh? They keep their word. When they say they want to do something, they do something. You can rely on these individuals. They are individuals who they are truthful. They fulfill the trust. This is needed. This is a, a, a very key component. But the amana, it, 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 is, it, it goes so much more beyond that. It is so much more encompassing of that. Those individuals who they are trustworthy, those individuals who they fulfill the trust. The ulama, they mention that from these characteristics that were mentioned here in this hadith, that the amana, it is from the greatest of them. These are the greatest of the characteristics that are mentioned here in this hadith because he and the kamal iman al because this is from the completion of a person's Iman and this is from a person's beautiful Islam from a person's beautiful Islam I want you I want you to reflect I want you to reflect upon how the Muslim is supposed to be because whether we realize it or not, this hadith is a clear hadith which shows the corruption, which shows the evil and destructive way of every terrorist. Whether they are a terrorist from Daesh, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, or whoever, it shows you the destructive and corrupt way of these individuals and how they themselves are not adorned with the characteristics of the people of the Jannah, but Ahlul Sunnah. This comes to no surprise to us because the Prophet said that the Khawarij, 
the Prophet Nabiullah, he said that the khawarij, these terrorists, these renegade terrorists, evil individuals, the Prophet said they are the dogs of the fire. So we're not surprised that they are adorned with these evil characteristics because they are the dogs of the fire. And what would you expect from a dog of the fire? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to show us what is the what is the amana, because in that we will have an understanding to show how these ter how these terrorists they don't fit the bill. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Al mu'min, al mu'min, the believer. Man who al mu'min, who is the believer? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, al mu'min man aminahu nafs ala dima ala dimaihim wa amwalihim." That the believer is the one who the people they are safe. The people are safe as relates to their blood and as relates to their money. They feel safe from this individuals. This is the establishment of the amana. Is that we feel safe. A, a person is trustworthy, fulfill the trust. They are safe. You feel safe around them. You feel safe to entrust them with things because you know that they will fulfill it. So you don't worry about them infringing upon your character. You don't worry about them infringing upon your reputation by being individuals of ghibah, backbiting, and namima, spreading tale and slander. No, you, your, your reputation is safe with them because they are those who fulfill the trust. They're trustworthy around your children. You're safe to leave your children in their care because they are those who are going to do that which is best for your children. They're going to not hurt them in any which way, shape, and form, but they're going to be diligent on protecting them from anything that can harm them. They're going to be diligent and bring to them those things that will benefit them. So you, so you feel safe to leave your children in their care. You feel safe to leave your property in their care because they're going to take care of your property. If they break it, they'll fix it. Yeah? This, is the, this is the way of the, of the believer. You fix what you break. You fix what you break. This is the way of the believer. You safeguard, you protect. And when you come up short because things happen and sometimes they happen under your watch, outside of your control, you still take care of it. This is the way of the believer. Yeah, You feel safe with them as relates to your life. You don't have to worry about the one who was trustworthy hitting you for no reason. You don't have to worry about the one who was trustworthy stabbing you for no reason. You don't have to worry about the one who is trustworthy killing you. Because your blood is safe with them. Your property is safe with them. Now compare that to the Khawarij. <laughs> Nothing is safe with them. No one is safe from them. No one is safe from them. There is no soul except they'll kill it. There is no property except they don't mind destroying it. There is nothing from corruption except they don't mind doing it. You see, the believer are those who the creation feels safe. They are safe. It is incumbent that we adore ourselves with the likes of these characteristics because these characteristics are from the characteristics of the people of the Jannah. In the next khutbah, we will get into the remaining three characteristics that are mentioned here in this hadith. When we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask Allah ta'ala, and you will fill me, and you will fill me,
بما يحبه ويرضى وأن يجعلنا مباركا حيث ما كنا وأن يجعلنا ممن إذا رعتي شكر وضبطني الصبر وإذا أذنب السرفر فإن هؤلاء الثلاث عنوان السعادة ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا إن نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين فاقم الصلاة